One of the biggest requests for episode topics was design tips. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you the top five tools I use to put together the color story of a wedding. So if you are engaged and want to up-level your wedding design, or you're a wedding planner wondering how I put together the beautiful color palettes in my designs, today's episode is the final episode of season two and is perfect for you. listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Hey guys, it's Desiree. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to first give a shout out to our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by The Planner's Playbook. If you want to fast track your wedding planning career, The Planner's Playbook is your secret to planning, designing, and coordinating magazine-worthy weddings. Even with over 15 years of wedding and event planning experience, I still need a business coach to make sure I'm achieving all of my career goals, and that coach is Candice Coppola. Candace has put together an incredible program for wedding planners who are five years or less into their business called the Planner's Playbook. Planner's Playbook gives you the training and support you need for a successful wedding planning business, including a supportive community and solid systems and processes that make wedding planning easy. Every month you receive a new wedding planning playbook straight to your inbox. It's filled with tangible advice on everything from how to plan a tented wedding to preparing client budgets, pricing your services, and so much more. The Plast Playbook was over 50 pages of amazing information. How can you say no? Access to the Planner's Playbook opens only four times a year, but you can join anytime by using my unique link. To learn more about the Planner's Playbook, head to verveventco.com forward slash Planner's Playbook. One word. Again, you can skip the waitlist and get instant access with my unique link by visiting verveventco.com forward slash Planner's Playbook. Imagine and all the things you could accomplish if you had the right resources and support to guide you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Ask the Planner. I am your host, Desiree Adams, and today we're doing something a little different for our season finale. First, we're going to talk about wedding colors, and then in the second part, I'm going to do a brief summary of the top episodes of season one and season two. So if you are new to the podcast or you've been meaning to catch up, this will definitely help you catch up on the most popular episodes of the season and last season. If you are listening to the episode in the car while driving or working out or cleaning the kitchen, the episode show notes can be found at verveventco.com forward slash 67. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash six seven. Now, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. I am so happy to have you and hope you enjoyed today's episode. There are many episodes to binge before I return for season three in the fall. So if this is your first episode, I'm so excited for you to discover us. And I hope that you find a lot of value in our podcast. Now, if you've been listening for a while, I am truly so thankful for you. I cannot believe that today's episode is the last and final episode 
for season two. Also, I know I promised you all an episode with Jason Tardick, but he really wants the episode to be helpful and thorough, and he just doesn't think that he is further along in the planning in order to be his um, a good guest for the show, so he doesn't want his episode to be a lot of fluff. So we're going to push back his episode until season three. I am a little disappointed, but I definitely appreciate that he wants to provide you all with real answers, and again, not just fluff, so I'm okay with it. As always, please don't forget to leave the show a five-star review in Apple Podcasts and let me know what you are thinking so we can adapt and make it the best wedding planning podcast show ever. Also, don't forget to include your Instagram handle in your review. If you are on TikTok, leave your TikTok handle as well as I will come follow you. You can find me on TikTok at Ask the Planner Podcast. Y'all, this is new because for a while I have been Verve Event Co. on TikTok. And then obviously the podcast was Ask the Planner Podcast on Instagram. But I decided just to go all in for the podcast and make it consistent. So right now it's, I think, Ask the Planner on TikTok, but it's probably going to change to Ask the Planner Podcast. So it's just both the same things on Instagram and TikTok. But anyways, you can find me. Come find me. I want to connect with you all everywhere. Also, our first wedding of the season is this coming Sunday. So if you are listening to this podcast episode uh, when it originally aired, which is the last week of May, uh, make sure you are following me on Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast and my wedding planning company's account at Verve Event Co. for all of the fun behind the scenes. It's going to be such a super fun and also beautiful wedding. So I can't wait to share that with you all. Also, if this episode is a day late when it's being published, I I want to apologize for that. I recorded this episode originally um, a couple, like two weeks ago. And then after we produced it, the audio was so blown out and my editor fixed it, but it still wasn't like right. And like when I was listening back to it, it was just bothering me. Um, I didn't want it to be distracting for you all. So this is take two of this episode. Um, Also, it's thunderstorming here right now outside. So you may hear... Um, a little thunder, maybe some lightning. Well, actually, no, I don't think... No, yeah, you do hear... That's... Anyways, you might hear the rain. Just ignore it. Um, Such is life. And, you know, I am a wedding planner, not an audio engineer. So hopefully this episode is going to be better than when we originally um, recorded it. Okay, but let's get on with today's episode. Today, I'm going to give you the top tools I use to put together a wedding color palette. Then we're going to do a roundup of our top episodes for seasons one and two. Now, a lot of couples struggle with their wedding colors because of the sheer number of options out there. So hopefully in this episode, I'm going to break it down for you and make it a lot easier for you to pick out your wedding colors and also get ideas as to where you can get ideas for your wedding colors. And again, like I said, we're going to talk about um, sources of inspiration for your colors and then talk about the top episodes for the last two seasons. And again, if you would like the show notes for today's episode, you can find them at verveventco.com forward slash 67. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash 67. All right. Yay for today's episode. Okay, there are two basic steps when picking out your wedding colors. First, we choose your dominant colors in your color palette. Typically, I get inspiration from my clients on what these colors will be. Usually, it's one or two colors. They can be their favorite colors, their school colors, something that reminds them of them and that's very personal. And usually, like people, it's like a color that people see and they're like, oh yeah, that color is so 
Tiffany or whatever. I don't know why I said Tiffany, but like it's so the bride or so the bride and groom. Like that is totally their colors. Um, also, it can be a recurring color I see often in their homes, like the artwork that they choose, the closet, you know, what is like the outfits that they're typically wearing all the time. Like I have a lot of blue in my closet. It's a great um, neutral. I think I have a lot of black too, but I kind of stray away from the black because it's just too formal for me for my everyday stuff. And I also wore it a lot. Like when I lived in DC and we worked in events, like I wore black every freaking day and I just got tired of it. So now I wear a lot of blue. But um, anyway, so it's like recurring colors in your home or in your wardrobe, also in the artwork that you're hanging on your walls, etc. Um, so look around your home or your closet and see if there are colors that you naturally gravitate towards. These colors can also be inspired by the season. I typically find that couples like to plan their wedding in a season that works well with their favorite colors anyway. So like, oh, I love the fall. So we're having our wedding in the fall and I always love like these colors. Maybe not. Uh, maybe you chose your wedding date because of like what was available or what, what worked with your schedule, but that's fine too. Okay. Um, okay. So first, you know, like I said, we we're going to choose your dominant colors. Then step two is we're going to choose your complementary colors. So after we've picked out the dominant colors, like your main one or two colors, now it's time to pick out the secondary colors that kind of round out your color story. I also get inspiration from the client's favorite colors for these colors as well. Sometimes they coordinate with your dominant colors, like they match them, um, like they're near them in the color wheel. Sometimes it's a color that is opposite of the dominant color on the color wheel so that they're complementary to each other, if that makes sense. So they coordinate or they match or they work well together if they're near each other in the color families or they complement each other, meaning they're kind of opposites on the color wheel. So they make each other kind of stand out. Also, don't feel like you need to pick a ton of colors for your wedding color palette. Some of my prettiest color palettes are basically just shades or tints of the same two or three colors, and it's beautiful, and it's also very impactful. I, I find that a design is very cohesive when it's using the same colors over and over again, not like two colors, but a couple colors so that it's consistent and you can kind of, they also tie in each each event or each piece because they all coordinate together. Also, you may be listening to this and thinking, that's all well and good, Desiree, but what if I just don't know what colors to pick or I don't know if colors go well together? So what if I don't know if like I have colors in mind, but I don't know if they're gonna look nice? My answer to that is my first rule for choosing colors is picking colors that occur naturally in nature already. And that's kind of redundant. But for example, if the wedding is in the fall, I will search for fall wedding flowers on Pinterest or Instagram. And then I'm going to look at different arrangements and see if any of them stand out to me as matching the style of the couple. And that's kind of hard to explain. But if there's something that jumps out at you that you are attracted to, just save that and then come back to it. So then once I have several images of floral arrangements that I have that I have spoken to me as like, this is, this is feels like the couple. I'm going to save them in a folder and then I upload them to a website called image color picker. And that's at imagecolorpicker.com. And on this website, I use their color picker tool to pull colors from the flower arrangements. So if like you're, if you are used to working with something like Adobe or InDesign or like paint, even they have that little eyedropper tool that you can like run your cursor over something and it will 
like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like soak up a color from that spot and basically choose that color and it will tell you what that color is. So again, if I'm not specifically choosing colors based on a color palette I have in mind, I'm choosing colors that are occurring already together in nature, like the flowers. So back in the early 2000s, when I was getting married, it was all about bold and bright colors. And ones that really didn't actually occur naturally, I don't think in nature, it was like bright magenta and cerise and like a really like a lime green. But lately, we've been picking colors that are softer and more subtle. This isn't always the case. But again, I think if you are choosing colors that are appearing in nature together, it's going to look work really well and also work really well with your season, because you're going to be choosing colors that are seasonal. Okay, so one, the first tool again was imagecolorpicker.com and you're choosing colors that are occurring naturally together in like a photo um, in nature or that was from nature. I hope that makes sense. Okay, now the second tool I like, which also works really well if you don't wanna just go the natural route with seasonal flowers, another source of inspiration for colors is the Instagram account Design Seeds. So it's um, instagram.com forward slash design seeds, and that's S-E-E-D-S. So this account is all about color palettes. Basically she or he, I don't really know who it is, um, this person takes an image and pulls five colors out of that image. So this is similar to the whole image color picker method, but she does it for you already. Now, if you don't wanna go the natural route with seasonal flowers, this second tool I have for you is going to be another source of inspiration for colors, and it's the Instagram account, Design Seeds. So it is instagram.com forward slash design, S-E-E-D-S. This this account is all about color palettes. So if you can't decide what colors to use or you have no idea what goes well together, basically this account gives you color palettes that you can just choose from and it's all color palettes. Basically he or she, I don't really know who it is, um, takes an image and pulls five colors out of that image already. So again, it uses the principle of colors occurring naturally, kind of like in the image color picker method that I mentioned already, but they're not always necessarily occurring in nature. Sometimes it'll be a photo of just peonies and she'll get various shades of blush and pink and orange from that one photo of just flowers. Other photos will be like a red and white striped beach chair at the ocean. So she'll pull some colors from the sand and the ocean and the chair, which is also super pretty, but you know, kind of different from from just picking flowers. So she has, or she, or he, has so many different color palettes. You might be overwhelmed by just scrolling all of them, but I think this is gonna give you an idea of like how things occur in nature, or sometimes even like I'll take like a piece of art that a color a couple likes, and then I'll pull colors from that artwork because it's obviously the color, I mean, they bought that artwork, so they like the colors in it. And so I'll pull colors from that um, to create the color story as well. And there's lots of different things. But again, I think like things occurring naturally in your surroundings or in your um, environment is a really great source of inspiration for color palettes. Okay. 
So moving on, my third tool, which won't surprise you, are paint chips and color palettes. So this is going along with like things occurring in naturally in your environment or in interior design. Faro and Ball, F-A-R-R-O-W and Ball, like a beach ball, has beautiful paint colors. Benjamin Moore and Sherwin Williams also have different color collections. Um, but basically I'm suggesting that you look to these paint companies um, or interior design companies because they are going to have collections that have colors already picked out for you. So they're like, this is our modern collection. It has all of these different colors. So this is our like our cozy or coastal collection. It has all of these colors. So if you're going, if you're still unsure of where to look, look at um, places like that and they will have color collections already and you can choose anything from all of their collections, but they're already going to coordinate together because they've already been pre-selected or pre-screened by that company as ones that work well together. So our number four tool, our fourth tool, um, going along with the same vein is you can also get inspiration from interior design magazines like Architectural Digest or um, I can't think of another one, but there's lots of different, I'll link to some of them in my show notes. But this will also help you to see what the interior decorating trends are and see if you like anything in there. A lot of the trends in events and weddings come from other creative fields like fashion and interior design. So that is also a great place to look of like, how are people decorating their kitchens and what color palettes are they using and like how are they incorporating their environment? And that's a really great source of inspiration for your color palettes as well. Okay, and then my fifth and final tool, which is one of my favorites, is a website called InsideColorpedia.com. So I'm gonna spell that for you. Um, E-N-C-Y Colorpedia.com, which I'm obviously going to link to in the show notes as well. Um, But sometimes I have a color in mind, but I can't quite find the right shade of this color. So I'll go to this website, InsideColorpedia.com, and I will look up like blush, and then I'll type in the word blush, and it will give me all sorts of different options for the word blush. But the nice thing is it gives you PMS and hex codes as well. So when you're trying to share those colors with your stationer or wherever, or you're trying to reproduce them somewhere else, you know exactly like this is like the colors I need to put in so that's the right color, if that makes sense. So basically it's like the the digital code to recreate or reproduce that color. It's awesome. So, so awesome. So definitely check that out as well. So that wraps up the color portion of today's episode. Again, for the show notes, head to verveventco.com forward slash 67. If you have any follow-up questions regarding having your colors or what to do, or you're not sure if these colors work well together, um, just shoot me a DM or send me a message on Instagram or at TikTok, um, or actually put it in your um, review on, on Apple Podcasts, and I will definitely respond to it. Um, and yeah, let you know. If you want extra help putting together your wedding design or how you're going to incorporate these colors into your wedding design, definitely check out the wedding planning template shop. Uh, My wedding mood board is one of my most popular products because it helps you organize all of that beautiful inspiration in a cohesive way. And there's definitely a spot for your color palette and that will help you kind of see everything coming together all at once. 
Um, okay, now we're going to move to the second part of today's episode, which is a brief review of the most popular episodes of season one and season two. And I'm going to pick the top five for each season. But it was actually really hard to pick just the just five because you guys are really, really liking them. So yay. Okay. Season one, the top most downloaded episode from season one was the last episode, which was episode 35, 10 Reasons Why You Would and Would Not Hire a Wedding Planner. This was a really popular episode um, when I first published it, and it's still in my top three of all time for the for both seasons. Um, basically, in this episode, I gave 10 reasons why people choose to hire a wedding planner, but also why it might be a good idea to not hire one if you want things done a certain way or whatever, like people that a wedding planner is not a good fit for. Um, so make sure you check out that episode because everyone really, really likes that one. Uh, the, the number two most popular episode is episode 31, Hacking the Wedding Hotel Rooms Block. This was a great episode because I talked with an expert who has worked uh, for multiple hotel chains, and he gave us some awesome insider tips on what to ask for and how to negotiate your hotel rooms, such as asking for points, upgrades, etc. So that was a really, really fun episode that actually I learned a lot from as well. So I really liked that episode a lot. Okay, the number three top episode of season one was episode seven, 2021 Wedding Trends Throwing Tradition Out the Door. This was another really popular episode where I talked about what trends I predicted would be popular in the 2021 wedding season. And I actually even predicted the Pantone color of the year for 2021. A lot of those trends are still current for 2022 and 2023. So I think it's still a relevant episode. So you should check it out. Uh, the next episode that was really, really popular with you all was episode 11, The Ultimate Wedding Planning Roadmap, A Checklist for Engaged Couples. This episode was super thorough. I spent a lot of time on this episode because it basically gave you a play-by-play of what you should be doing and when during the wedding planning process. Um, if you like this episode, which was very hands-on and kind of very, very detailed, um, make sure you check out the show notes um, and then also download the wedding planning check uh, wedding planning checklist in the wedding planning template shop which can be found at shop.verveventco.com forward slash wedding planning checklist I'm also going to link to it in the show notes the mood board and the wedding planning templates blah the wedding planning template checklist checklist templates anyways are my top two most um, purchased templates in the shop for obvious reasons. I think they're super, super helpful and very, very thorough. So hopefully um, that will be helpful for you as well. And then the number five episode for season one was episode 27, 14 crucial questions you forgot to ask your wedding venue. So in this episode, I give you some really important questions to ask your wedding venue, things that you're probably not thinking about. There are obviously obvious questions you should ask, but lots of things that I as a wedding planner always remember to ask that people just wouldn't know. And this is because I know to ask them because of having been burned multiple times. So that will help you. Um, I talk about hidden fees and other fun stuff um, that will help you probably save money. So make your, sure you check out that episode as well. That was episode episode 27. Okay, so that was the top five of season one of the podcast. Now on to the top five of season two. Now this was obviously a little bit harder to gauge because we have some newer episodes that are super popular, but haven't quite been around as long as the other episodes. So, you know, just gauging it is just harder. 
but I can, you know, I'm not surprised uh, which ones are the most popular so far. So the number one most popular episode, which was not shock you, is episode 48. These 2022 wedding trends are taking over. So of course, you all love a good trends episode, and I don't blame you whenever I see trends in an online article, like fashion trends, I always click on it. So in that episode, actually, I talked about um, the 2021 trends that I thought that were still relevant. And then of course, the 2022 trends. So check out the episode first, and then go back to the trends episode from season one. Okay, the number two most popular was episode 50, common wedding planning questions. So in episode 50, I answered uh, listener questions from you all that I thought would be helpful for everyone else. So these were from real DMs that people had been sending me that I wanted to share with you all. So that hoping that other people can learn from my advice that I gave to these listeners. The number three most popular episode was episode 46, Meaningful Wedding Ceremonies from a Celebrity Wedding Efficient. This was a really great episode with Reverend Clint Huft. He is the officiant that presided over the ceremony of the first couple from The Bachelor, and he gave us some really good tips about what to say and how to say it during your wedding ceremony. He's had some really awesome stories, and he was just really great to talk to. So that was a really great episode, um, and I hope you guys check that one out as well. Okay, the next most popular, I think we're on number, I don't know, number three or four, um, is episode 40, How to Put Together Your Wedding Guest List. Um, in this very hands-on episode, I walked through the different categories of people you will be inviting and how to decide whether or not to invite them, who gets a plus one, what about etiquette, and all the other fun stuff. So, um, the wedding guest list, that's a really great one to listen to, especially if you're kind of earlier on in the process of planning your wedding. Also, if you're like right before your invitations land and you're like, I don't know if we really need to invite these people or if they get a plus one, definitely check that one out as well. And then the fifth and final most popular episode of season two was 2022 Wedding Dress Trends. And I loved this episode where I interviewed Katie Wanams from Lovely Bride, a local salon here in Rochester. Or there's a, they're a national chain, but she owns a local salon here in Rochester. Um, and I also love the whole national brand of Lovely Bride. I love what they stand for, body positivity and making you feel good, um, whatever dress you choose. So Katie gave us her take from what she saw at the bridal market in the fall and in the spring and where she sees bridal dress trends for 2022 and 2023. Um, very fascinating. Loved her. Loved the episode. So there are also um, show notes in you know for that episode as well where there's um, images of and examples of those dresses. So definitely check that out as well. And with that, it wraps up today's episode and the final episode of season two of the Ask the Planner podcast. Guys, I honestly cannot believe that we are up to 67 episodes and we just finished season two. I cannot thank you all enough for all of your support, for sharing the podcast, for your feedback, for all of your reviews, for subscribing to it. It really means so much for me to connect with all of you um, in season two on, on the podcast. Speaking of connecting, 
would you all be interested in connecting with me offline in some kind of private way, like a Facebook group or a WhatsApp chat, or if I gave you all a phone number and you could call it and leave me a voicemail and I can answer your questions in a future episode, uh, maybe like a listener question segment at the end of each episode, um, or somewhere else where we could chat about your questions and support other listeners. I know that there are lots of bridal Facebook groups, and sometimes I feel like those are just full of strangers giving each other horrible advice and judging you for your choices. Maybe not. Maybe you found some good ones. But I don't want that to be the case for us. I would love to create a community that is supportive and that also supports all of you guys. And we all support each other. I'm all about support. So if that's something that you would be interested in, DM me or write it in in your review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if there are specific guests that you would love me to interview for season three, let me know who that is in your reviews as well. Speaking of reviews, you knew this was coming. Um, it's time for our review of the week and that we have two reviews of the week because it is our final episode of season two. So our first review comes from Kirsten, who is Arm Kirsten on Instagram. And Kirsten writes, this podcast eases my wedding planning stress. Five stars. Yay. I have loved listening to this podcast. As someone who has been having anxiety about all things wedding planning, I found listening to this podcast eases that stress by breaking down the planning process into smaller pieces. I also love that Des is real and tells it like it is. I recommend anyone planning a wedding subscribe to this podcast. I am so glad that this podcast is helping you with your stress and anxiety. That is exactly what I aim to do with the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I also love that you called me Des. I feel like I know you now since we're friends and I don't let anyone call me Des. Actually, when I was younger, like guys would be like, oh, so your name's Desiree. Can I call you Des? And I'd be like, um, my friends call me Des, but you can call me Desiree. But you and I are friends because you listen to the podcast. So yay. <laughs> Anyways, that was a random story. Our final review comes from Kara Gasaba. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry, Kara, if I'm mispronouncing it. Um, Kara writes, smart and sweet advice. Great show for getting insights, inspo, and tips on all things wedding planning. Yay. Thank you both so much for your reviews. I so appreciate it. And it always literally makes my week because I get so excited when I, because I check it all the time. <laughs> I don't think that's really lame of me. I'm just really excited to hear from you guys. But anyways, now if you were listening to this podcast and you would like some free stuff because wedding planning sure isn't free, make sure you leave your review in Apple Podcasts and don't forget to include your Instagram handle in your review so I can give you a shout out, follow you back, and perhaps send you some free stuff from our sponsors. Guys, I know I've said this before, but I'm saying it again. I can't believe that season two is now finished. We have covered so much over the course of this season, everything from celebrity weddings to recipes for signature wedding cocktails. I would love to hear from you all in the off season, in the comments on Instagram or on TikTok via your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Let me know which episode was your favorite of the season. And as I review our stats, I can tell that you guys love the hands-on episodes, also episodes with just me, which is like so awesome because sometimes I'm like, well, what if they don't want to hear from me? But I'm always wondering, how can I help you all? So please keep those questions coming in so I can answer them in future podcast episodes. This summer, I'm definitely going to be uh, taking a timeline or taking notes of what I do in a day for some of my weddings. And then I'm going to do an updated A Day in the Life of podcast episode for season three 
So that's going to be super fun. So look out for that one. Also, be sure to send in your questions that I can answer in a season three episode. One of you wrote to me that you would like an episode on elopements and small weddings. So hopefully you heard that in the last episode, episode 66. So I definitely take you all's feedback. Um, I'm also talking to other wedding planners, some jewelers, some makeup artists, and hopefully a stylist. So I would love to get some experts that you all want to hear from on the podcast. All in all, I am filled with so much gratitude for all of you who tune in weekly to listen and subscribe to the episodes. It means the world to me and makes me feel like I am actually serving others, which is so meaningful. So thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful week, a wonderful Memorial Day. If you are um, one of our veterans or you know people in the military, thank you so much for your sacrifices. And I will talk to you all in season three, but make sure you connect with me in the meantime on Instagram and on TikTok, and I will talk to you all soon. Have a great summer. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you.